Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by VCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, TexasFootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places, or it's just in the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She's the Duchess of the Dorks. She's Ashley Pickle. Hi, friends. What's going on, Ashley Pickle? Um, feeling good. Cowboys got the dub yesterday, so we're repping the shirt. They did get the dub yesterday. I watched zero snaps. Mm. Well, that makes one of us. I'm sure it went great. It did. I'm sure. Ever. I'm sure everybody had a good time. Yes. Today is Monday, October 10th, 2022. 45 days until Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to former Ranger great Shelby Miller. Nice episode. Where's Shelby Miller from? She from Texan. I was going to say, he's a Round Rock guy. Let's go. He was born in Round Rock, went to Brownwood. How, How about, about that? that? Happy birthday, Shelby Miller. I'm going to say it with more enthusiasm. Now. Now. Happy birthday, Shelby Miller. You're no Texas Pete. I was going to say, he's Texas Shelby. <laughs> For real, though. <laughs> Episode 1474. On today's show, folks, big show, large show. We've got Monday morning fallout. We're going to overreact to the football weekend. Then we're going to be joined by the head coach, of the still unbeaten Chilton Pirates, Coach Benny Hewitt, who has never lost a game as head coach. This is fact. We'll just be joined by Coach Hewitt coming up here in a moment. And then back half of the show, we'll unveil the week seven, Dave Cam- or week eight, rather, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associated Press, Texas High School Football Rankings. A few shakeups hither and yon. We'll get into that coming up here at the back half of the program. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Nick Morton, Tony Blaylock, Christo Fire 100, and Just Chad. Welcome in, fellas. Howdy, friends. Welcome into the show. Thanks for spending part of your day with us. Without further ado, Pickle, hit the arrow. It's Iron Time for Monday Morning Fall. Monday morning fallout, of course, when we overreact to the football weekend. Per usual, there's, there's plenty to talk about from a football weekend across the state of Texas. Let's start with my three big thoughts. Thought number one, welcome to the party, pal. We had... I just imagine, like, like you needed to, like, slap someone's back at that point. Like, welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> I think we had a couple of games this week in the Texas high school football ranks that... 
allowed teams to move into what I would call the legit championship tier. Yeah. Um, well, going from teams that we had questions about. Mm-hmm. Well, hang on. Championship tier is in, in their district or in the I think statewide. Sco- okay, okay. I think across just, the state. Just wanted to make sure. I think there were teams page. across the state that, that won games mm-hmm. that we think that I think were like vaulted them into the conversation of being of, of needing to talk about them in a serious way as far as you know state championship is concerned right one of them I think was I one of them I think was uh, honestly Port Arthur Memorial mm-hmm. Port Arthur Memorial was a team that I'll be honest we had ranked at number five in, in Dave Campbell's Texas football and I was like mm, I don't know Are they a top five team they went out there and they they, I mean, because they had a couple of games where it's really close, and you're like, "All right, I need to see a little bit more dominance from you guys." Well, they were dominant against Laporte. Mm-hmm. They were spectacular, and I think really kind of vaulted themselves and proved themselves as being worthy of that rank. Yes. In that same vein, we'll talk about them again in a moment. But Burleson Centennial. Yes. We told you on Tep and Step with Ashley Pickle, <laughs> featuring Ashley Pickle. <laughs> we told you. <laughs> Not to be surprised if this was because I don't think that's an upset. No, we had. I think, a, I think that was a closer to a coin flip type game. Mm-hmm. We thought that they could do it, and the computer had them picked. And by the way, by the way, do you remember the computer had it Burleson Centennial by five, and mm-hmm. they won by seven. Mm-hmm. For real, guys, they're for real, and we'll talk about them in a moment. Mm-hmm. To, to you know, further on. I think, you know, there was a game that you had your eye on in in Fort Bend Marshall in Texas City. Mm-hmm. I think Fort Bend Marshall really proved themselves as a team to, to, to keep an eye on. I think I think there's there were there were other teams that I think went out there. I, I hesitate to say Gilmer. Gilmer won the game of the week. They beat Pleasant Grove 35-14 going away. I don't think they elevated themselves to the to the state championship conversation because I think they were already in the state championship conversation. Yeah. But they at the very least solidified their spot. In that on that short list, I think that was a team that that really made some noise. I think another one that I know we'll talk about in a minute, so I won't go on and on about it. But I think Columbus yep. really put people on notice that they might be one, if not one or two of the top favorites in that whole right side of the bracket. I think Winsboro, mm-hmm. Winsboro going out there and winning a defensive slugfest against Mount Vernon, I think really vaults them into that conversation as well, and. Yeah, I think that there were a number, uh, and then we'll talk with the coach of another another one coming up here in a moment, Chilton. Mm-hmm. I thought Chilton did that. I thought Toller did that with their win over Coleman. It was one of those weeks where the win is a lot more than just another notch in the left-hand column. That, for me, from the perception perspective as somebody who's trying to, from from an analyst perspective, where I'm just trying to kind of suss out everything, that was... These were games that I think really vaulted them into a larger conversation about statewide contention. They answered questions in that regard. Thought number one. Thought number two, it's not you, it's me. Are we breaking up? I knew it was coming. Let's talk college football because a lot of the conversation, what I think is interesting about the the, the narratives surrounding college football in the state of Texas this week is... It's really focusing on their opponents and what they didn't do, maybe, or did do, versus the team in Texas. I think a perfect example is what happened at Red River. 
Okay. Texas wins wins Red River forty nine nothing. It's their it's their most um, it's their biggest margin of victory in Red River ever. And I think a lot of the conversation, maybe I'm just in the wrong circles. That's entirely possible. But I think a lot of the conversation has centered around, oh man, look at the precipitous fall of Oklahoma. Look how bad Oklahoma is. Mm-hmm. Mm. Can we give a little bit of love to what Texas did? Yeah. Because I'll be honest, Texas with Quinn Ewers looks like a really good football team. Mm-hmm. And I think that what will go underrated that really proves that Texas played a good game was that defense. Defense. I mean, that yeah. defense, especially coming – name the last time you've seen a Texas team come out hot like that on defense. They played – It's been years. They played four complete quarters. Yes, from, which, the, from the jump. Which I got to be honest – I don't know. I, that might be the first time they've ever done that under Steve Sarkeesian. Mm-hmm. Four complete quarters, especially in, every phase. in a Red River game. In every phase, they looked fantastic. Uh, I think TCU. I think there's a lot of conversation about like, oh man, like Kansas, they lost their quarterback, and so that really changed things. Bro, let's put some respect on TCU's name. They went to a hostile environment. I know we're talking about Kansas, but what, like they went to a hostile environment. Game and, day was and there. Got pushed to the wire and came away with the win. And they, I mean. I don't know. They like they did the they 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 proved themselves on that big stage. On like on the flip side, I, I think Texas State's another one. We'll talk about them in a moment. But like that win over App State, I think people are like, oh man, what's wrong with App State? It's like, hey, can we give some love to Texas State? That's yeah, like a super a good complete game. game. <laughs> it's a super complete game. I don't know. It it it, it bugs me a little bit. And, and because of, of, of what's going on. For example, like, you know, now one of the ones I think is, is interesting, like Tech goes up to Oklahoma State with a third-string quarterback and, and gives them everything they want. Yeah. And the narrative behind that, I think, is like, oh, wow, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State escaped, stuff like that. Kind of the same way with Alabama. Mm-hmm. Alabama escapes. Like, oh, it's all about Alabama escaping. I think what that did was it showed you both what Tech and A&M truly are, which is I think they're both quality football teams. Mm-hmm. I think A&M's got some bigger issues, but like they can very clearly, when they play to their paper, they can very clearly contend with anybody. And Tech is the same way. They've very clearly got their issues, but like they're a solid ball club. Mm-hmm. And so I think that w- what is a little annoying about this past, like the, the narratives coming out of this week of college football, is that I think that there's just a lot more talk about the teams that these Texas teams played as opposed to what the Texas teams did on the field. Mm-hmm. That's me. And thought number three, streak stoppers. We mentioned Burleson Centennial. So Burleson Centennial beats uh, Denton Ryan, and they snap Denton Ryan's 52-game district winning streak. But that wasn't even close to the biggest Well, i got to be honest. Streak under. You know who they get this week? Alito. They get Alito. And Alito has the state's longest district winning streak. Mm-hmm. And I want to say 106, 107. I need to look at it. And it is in severe peril because this Burleson Centennial team is for real it's at centennial too so home but, field advantage oh yeah but then there was the one in the six-man ranks that we told you about yep where cherokee goes to richland springs and they beat richland springs 78 to, 78 to 47 that game was rich i don't i don't know if richland springs ever led in that game but it was a little nip and tuck into about the fourth quarter until richland springs or sorry cherokee stood on the gas and pulled away mm-hmm 
I was going to say, it was a very close game at halftime. It's Richland Spring. That's that's uh, the first time somebody has beat Richland Springs at Richland Springs since 2013, August 2013. It's the first time that a district opponent has beaten Richland Springs since October 2001. So we were talking... 21 to- years basically. I was going to say we were talking about it and technically the game streak is not as long because yes. six-man teams play fewer games. They're just in smaller districts. Right, but from yeah, a, from, a, from a four-team district to an eight-team district, yes. it, there's it's hard to compare. Right. So game-wise, but year-wise, from 21 a, from years. From a duration perspective. Because Alito's district winning streak, I want to say started in like 07. Yeah. Something like that. So, so like it's like 07. it's technically six years longer, yes. but the games just aren't as much. Correct. So... There was that, and then also I want to give a shout out because from another perspective of, of street, street stoppers, Houston, Sam Houston. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw this. They beat um, they beat Houston Chavez on Friday night. That snapped a 99 game district losing streak. Let's go! Congratulations to the Tigers. That's awesome. You know you wanted anyway. to do that before you hit the triple digits. <laughs> Absolutely, great win. Anyway, there's three big thoughts. Three helmet stickers. A helmet sticker to. Weatherford running back Joseph Polk. He ran for 265 yards and three touchdowns in the Ruse's win. Keep an eye on on the Kangaroos. Uh, They are really cooking. A helmet sticker to Incarnate Word quarterback Lindsey, not Lonzy, Lindsey Scott Jr. Okay. Lindsey Scott Jr. Because against Lamar... Lindsey Scott Jr. threw for 401 yards and seven touchdowns in the first half. Jeez. 401 yards and seven touchdowns in the first half. I believe they pulled him at halftime because they were up, uh, I think, 56 to 10. Or 56, yeah, 56-10. They pulled him. They put Stephen Duncan in. They ran, the, they ran the ball the rest of the way. Yeah, 401 yards and seven touchdowns, 23-26 in one half. Seems good. And finally, and I don't like to do this because normally if you get a helmet sticker, I don't like you're not up for Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week. Mm-hmm. But these numbers were too absurd to um, to pass up. Rochelle wide receiver Sean Estes had 23 catches for 334 yards and nine touchdowns receiving. He's a six-man guy. Okay? Rochelle is a six-man team. Got rich on Springs this week, by the way. Oof. Every one of those numbers I just gave you is a new six-man state record. Holy cow. Every one of them. 23 catches, state record. 334 yards receiving, state record. Nine touchdowns receiving, state record. All three of them. He caught every pass in the game. <laughs> Go on I'm and have, barely certain. Have the time I, I need life. to look at the loan numbers because they beat loan. Yeah. It might have been every pass on either side. Like, I don't know if loan completed a pass. So, you're wow. talking about... Every pass in the game, he was on the receiving end of. That's wild. Anyway, Rochelle, uh, Rochelle uh, a helmet sticker to Rochelle, wide receiver Sean Estes. Thanks to Lehman Saunders, six-man guru, for, for flagging me on that, because that's ridiculous. Three, to, three teams to watch. Kilgore. Another team that I think is interesting and maybe kind of vaulting back into that bigger conversation. Kilgore goes, and they beat, um, they beat Lindale. In, in an impressive fashion. Now we had, these are team this is a Kilgore team that, that has two losses on the year. Mm-hmm. But their losses are to Carthage and Gilmer. Seems reasonable. Since then they've rattled off five straight, including last week's win at Lindale, 49-35. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye on the Bulldogs. I think they're back. 
Texas State? <laughs> How about them Bobcats? What the hell was that? Uh, the best game that they've played in oh, decades. That is, I was a listener to Republic of Football, our college football podcast. They have a great breakdown, and I defer to all things Texas, uh, to Ishmael Johnson, all things Texas State. He said this is their biggest win since 2014 when they beat Arkansas State. Yes, it has to be. Um, and this is, and, and by the way, this ain't fluky. No. They, they pummeled them. They're up 24-3 at half. Mm-hmm. I think the thing is, even had App State not beaten A&M, I think this still would have been the biggest Oh my win. gosh. They just, not as much national attention would have come from it. Lane Hatcher throws for 281 and two touchdowns. He looked the best he had. They were, they were, Jake's Baftol was drawing them up, man. They really were. Might, might have saved his job. <laughs> And three teams to watch Canadian. Another team that maybe you threw dirt on because they, they lost back-to-back weeks mm-hmm. uh, back in, in non-district. But they're in district play now, and they're, they're humming. They went, and they pummeled Childress. They threw them into the wood chipper, 62-28. to 28. They look a lot more. Camden Cavalier, their quarterback, they look a lot more like the Canadian we're used to than we, than we did back in week three when they're coming off of a loss at Elk City, Oklahoma, and they were one and two. I think they've gotten the wheels back on. Anyway. Three teams to watch. Three to see. Let's take a look at the week ahead. Westlake and Dripping Springs. Um, Westlake's got the state's longest winning streak right now um, at 46 games. Um, I think it's in real peril this game. They're on the road. They're playing a certified stud in quarterback Austin Novosad. Dripping Springs is is anxious to get their big. They're like they're real big. They've already got a win over Vandergrift, but they're real, real big 6A win to announce here they can certainly do that big game in austin oklahoma state tcu it's a lighter slate in the college football world this week in texas but this is right now right now sports gun to your head this is your big 12 championship game right it has to be like i mean it's not gonna be ou it'll be a rematch in that like this would be a rematch of of this Mm -hmm. right here right right now texas not dropped one to tech then we might have a different conversation but right now it has to be right so Oklahoma State and TCU, huge game, massive implications, and the winner has got to feel really good about mm-hmm. getting into the Big 12 championship. Yeah, Craven said it perfectly. He tweeted out, he's like, I'm really glad I already put in that credential request a couple weeks ago because he was like, that press box is about to fill up Light like up. this. Finally, Hitchcock and Columbus. I'm so excited for These this. These are one. your boys. You I, are you are the you are the Hitchcock stand around. I here. am, and I wish more. Like I know we're supposed to be sending a reporter out on Bally's mm-hmm. for this game, and I wish that I could be there. I really do. Huge game. Columbus has looked great. We talked with Matt Schobel on Football Friday on Friday night, and uh, they were they're cooking. Columbus is a team that again we thought would be good, but maybe not this good. Mm-hmm. Um, they are humming right now, but Hitchcock seven and zero. It's another battle of unbeaten's. Huge game this week that's three to see that's Monday morning fallout we're Texas football today we're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com talking football in the Lone Star State you can follow us on Twitter at DCTF like us on Facebook facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's follow us on Instagram instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's and of course see us at texasfootball.com texasfootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football college football and recruiting all across the Lone Star State Pickle let's talk a little bit about the team of the week Teams. Teams of the week. 
Dave Campbell's Texas Football is proud to partner with Ozarka to honor the best and brightest Texas high school football teams each week with the Ozarka Fueled by Nature Team of the Week Award. Each uh, team honored with this uh, award has uh, typifies the best in Texas high school football. Your Week 7 Ozarka Fueled by Nature Team of the Week in 6A. Eagle Pass. The Eagles moved to 6-0 and on the season, the second time in the last three years to achieve that mark, and 1-0 and in district play with a 35-24 win over Laredo Alexander. In 5A, Fort Worth Arlington Heights. The dream season for the Yellow Jackets rolls on after Thursday's 54-7 thumping of district rival Fort Worth Trimble Tech as they improved to 6-0 and for the first time since 2014. In 4A, Kilgore, an old-school East Texas slugfest on the road against state-ranked Lindale. The Bulldogs were top dogs in a resounding 49-35 win over the Eagles. In 3A, Canadian, the two non-district losses didn't phase the Wildcats, who have regained their championship form at the right time as they stormed past district rival Childress, 62-28. In 2A, Chilton, in a district opening showdown of state-ranked squads, the Pirates imposed their will on previously unbeaten Bremond in a 41-30 win to move to 6-0. In 1A, Cherokee, in the San Saba County rivalry, the Indians traveled to Richland Springs and defeated the Coyotes 78-47, snapping a 21-year district winning streak for the Coyotes and becoming the first visitor since August 2013 to win at Coyotes Field. In the private school ranks, Arlington Grace Prep, Fueled by 295 yards and four touchdowns passing from Jalen Talton, the Lions edged out uh, rival Arlington Pantigo Christian in a 39-34 thriller. So those are your Week 7 Ozarka Fueled by Nature Teams of the Week. Congratulations to all the schools. We salute you. For more information, visit TexasFootball.com. Now a word from our friends at VCR Now. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loved doing business with fellow Texans. VCR Now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR Now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Back here on Texas Football Today. Uh, we do thank you for spending a little bit of your day with us. Uh, we're going to call a little bit of an audible here, and we're going to attempt to uh, unveil the twenty, the week eight, rather, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associated Press rankings. Of course, Dave Campbell's Texas Football is the official rankings provider of the Associated Press, have been since 2019, something we're very proud of. So these are the official Texas high school football rankings of record across the state of Texas. If you see a team, it's like, oh, it's number eight whoever against number four, whoever, then that's who we're, uh, we're dealing with. Uh, that, that you're talking about these types of rankings. So we're going to start with class six, a in class six, a the top 10 
a little bit of a shakeup as Duncanville leapfrogs Southlake Carroll uh, to grab the number three spot. Southlake Carroll drops to four after surviving a scare uh, from Keller, uh, previously unbeaten Keller, but they dropped to number four as a result. The rest of the top ten unchanged. Uh, the top two unchanged as well, Galena Park, North Shore, and Austin Westlake uh, holding on to those number two spots. They're at 11 through 25. A little bit of change up. Uh, Highland Park, uh, a l- once again, for kind of the second straight week, kind of plays with their food against a district opponent. They drop from number 12 to number 14, Spring Westfield and Alvin Shadow Creek, up a couple of spots as a result. San Antonio Brennan also survives a scare from San Antonio Warren. They will also drop down from 13 to 15. Uh, largely unchanged the remainder of it, although we did lose number 21, Klein Kane, with their loss. Uh, we kept number 25, Humble Summer Creek, in with a competitive loss to number one, Galena Park North Shore. 25 feels pretty right for the Bulldogs. New to the rankings at number 24, the new Caney Eagles in at number 24 with a win over Conroe. 6 0 to start the year. To 5A we go, where there's a big shakeup. Number three, Denton Ryan drops out of the rankings after their loss to Burleson Centennial. Everyone else kind of moves up a, a couple spots. College Station up to number three, Porter through Memorial to number four, Alito up to number five. New to the rankings, the Burleson Centennial Spartans, number six, make their debut with an emphatic win over Denton Ryan. They get number five, Alito, this week. Uh, Frisco, Reedy, and Lancaster are uh, next up. They each move up, or Lancaster moves up a spot from number eight to number nine. Uh, uh, Emerald Tascosa survives a scare from Lubbock uh, Monterey. They drop a spot to number uh, nine, uh, to number eight, nine rather, I should say. 5A Division Two. we go. Fort Bend Marshall up to number two with their win over Texas City. They leapfrog Liberty Hill, who survived a scare from San Antonio Veterans Memorial. Uh, Fort Worth Polytech, or rather Grapevine beats Fort Worth Polytechnic to remain at number five. In fact, the back half of the rankings entirely unchanged. Grapevine, Midlothian Heritage, Mon- Montgomery Lake Creek, Wichita Falls, Ryder, San Antonio, Alma Heights, and South Oak Cliff round out the top ten in 5A Division Two. To 4A we go. 4A Division 1, 1 through 9, nothing to say. Everyone was a winner or idle, uh, especially uh, very impressive from Bernie over Uvalde in week uh, to stay there at number 4. Anna shuts out Maybank to remain there at number 5. Uh, Canyon was idle at number 9. There is a change at the bottom, though. Uh, basically, we flipped out number 10, Kilgore, or Lindale for the team that beat him. Kilgore back into the rankings at number, five, uh, number 10 with their win over Lindale. To 4A Division 2 we go. Where a few different changes here. Pleasant Grove with their loss to Gilmer. We dropped them from number three to number seven. Uh, Gilmer still at number two. Quero nudges up a spot. Silsby, despite being idle, up a spot. Belleville up a spot from number uh, with their win over previously unbeaten Brookshire Royal. Everything else remains the same, uh, rounding out the top ten. In 3A. 3A Division One now. Number two, Mount Vernon drops out of the rankings with their loss to Winsboro. As a result, they are out of the rankings. Everyone m- nudges up a couple of spots. Uh, Malakoff remains the same at number five. They got a scare from Teague. Bushland leapfrogs them to move from number six to number four in the rankings. Breckenridge up a spot. Winsboro up a spot with their big win over Mount Vernon. Lano got a scare from Universal City Randolph. I told you they would, Pickle. Yeah, yeah, Randolph's yeah. a good team. Okay, but well, th- they pulled out the dub. They survive. They move up a spot to number eight. Cameron Yeo up a spot. And back into the rankings, number 10, Brock, with the very strange 2-4 and four record. <laughs> but uh, they are back into the rankings. They're on deck. A spot opened up, and they're back into the rankings. 3A Division 2 now. Only one change, and that is Bells' loss to Gunter drops them from number four to number five. Very competitive loss uh, for uh, for the Panthers. They drop from number four to number five. Canadian takes their spot there at number four. The rest of the top ten unchanged. Top three unchanged. Gunner, Holiday, and Newton. To two-way we go. 
Two A Division One we go where. Mostly chalk, but Toller's win over Coleman vaults them from number seven to or nine to number seven. Uh, Stratford moves up a spot from number six to number uh, seven to number six as well. Top five unchanged: Timpson, Holly, Crawford, Shiner, and Refurio. Uh, Centerville up a spot to number nine. Coleman, we keep him in the rankings with a ten-point loss to Toller. They stay at number ten. The two-way division two we go. Where a few different changes here. Chilton, uh, Chilton's win over Bremond uh, allows him to remain at number five in the state. Uh, Bremond, we still like them. We're going to keep them at number 10. They dropped two spots with a competitive loss uh, to those Pirates. Albany nudges up a spot to number eight, and Granger nudges up a spot to number nine. To 1A we go. 1A Division One. Chalk. Everyone behaved. Everyone was a big, big winner. In fact, I want to say these teams won by like an average margin of like 54 to nothing. So everyone was a winner this week. By the way, don't expect a ton of changes next week because a lot of these teams are idle. And 1A Division 2, a few different changes. Cherokee, with their big win over Richland Springs, moves up to number 2. Balmoray up a spot to number 3. Oglesby a spot to number 4. Richland Springs drops to number 2 to number 5 with their loss. Uh, Paducah loses to Benjamin. That drops them out of the rankings, back into the rankings at number 10. The Owls of Silverton, they grab the number 10 spot in 1A Division 2. To the private school ranks we go, where it's mostly chalk with the exception in the 11-man ranks. Fort Worth Christian, number five, loses to Argyle Liberty Christian. That's enough for us to vault Argyle Liberty Christian into the rankings at six and one. Uh, they are looking awfully good. Top five, though, uh, top four, rather, remain unchanged with Dallas Parish Episcopal, Austin Regents, Houston St. Thomas, and Episcopal School of Dallas. And the private school six-man ranks entirely chalky. Conroe Covenant Christian won uh, via, via forfeit. Everyone else was a winner or idol to keep the top five unchanged in these six-man private school ranks. Of course, you can find complete rankings at texasfootball.com slash rankings. We hope you'll go check that out. Pickle. I had to move some things around, but we're... Let's go to the hotline. We're pleased to be joined by the head coach of the unbeaten and number five ranked Chilton Pirates. We're joined by Coach Benny Hewitt. Coach, how are you? I'm great. How about you guys? We're doing excellent. How are things down there in Chilton? Uh, it's it's better. It's a whole lot cooler day. Oh, that's that that is a relief. Um, you are in your first year there at Chilton uh, as as the head coach, and you are off to an unbeaten start. Uh, you are, of course, you have the you're tied for the the highest winning percentage in Texas high school football history at six and zero. Oh. Um, before the season, uh, did you have a feeling that this particular team could get off to this kind of start? Yes, sir. Uh, uh, as a staff, we thought with the work that our kids put in, that they they were you know was buying into the system, uh, having a great off season, uh, an excellent summer, tour days went well. So yes, we we really did thought that uh, that this team could could be you know some special. Um, I, I want to ask you a little bit about the the way that your offense has been playing uh, this particular year. I know you're a defensive guy, and I want to talk about your defense here in a second. But it seems like your offense has really stepped up uh, in in a big way. Um, you know, most especially uh, this is a team that that you guys spread the ball around a, a variety of different uh, to a variety of different playmakers. What has been working for your offense so well to start the year that has you guys off to this hot start? Well, uh, you know, we established our run game, and I'm kind of old school. Is uh, I feel like that you got to win. You got to be able to run the football, mm-hmm. and you got to win up front. 
And so having an experienced line of uh, five of four of those guys that played last year are returning starters. And then with the skill set that we have in our running back position. Uh, and so we just feel like if we continue to do do the same thing, uh, master our system, that give us a great chance to, you know, to be special, do what we do best. Uh, you guys had to go and, and welcome in a, a, a state-ranked, really good Bremont team, um, you know, a team that you guys are, are used to, a team that, that has a, a number of playmakers, most notably, uh, you know, number seven, their quarterback, Braylon Wortham. Uh, but you guys were able to come up with big plays uh, in this game and really kind of contain that offense. What, what on the defensive side was working for you guys on Friday night that allowed you guys to get this win? Well, just uh, just get to the football. You know, we oh no, we preached that getting to the football all week. Uh, Bremont is a, a real coach team. They have athletes over there as well, and the quarterback is very special. Just a sophomore, and the kid put on some weight this summer. Mm-hmm. And so we know that uh, we knew that going in the game that we had to get to the football, relative to the ball, make tackles and make plays. And uh, and I said, and we just know if we do that, that you know it could be in our favor at the end of the ball game. Uh, talk with Benny Hewitt, the head coach of the Chilton Pirates here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation in hashtag TF Today. Coach, we mentioned this is your first year as the head coach. You were promoted from the defensive coordinator position um, in the offseason. Uh, you're six games in uh, as, as the head coach. Uh, I'm interested maybe what you know now about this job that maybe you didn't know uh, in the uh, in, in bef- uh, before you, you took that first snap. Well, uh, I know our kids play hard. Uh, I've been here for the last – this is my fourth year here. Mm. And like you said, I've been the defense coordinator. And when I first got here, we just we just established a culture that our kids are going to play hard. And uh, we have uh, continued building on that. And uh, kids have bought in that you know that you have to play hard and uh, in order to win games. And that's what they've been doing. And though we try to win at every rep. Uh, whether it's off season, on the field, off the off the field, we just try to establish that we're gonna win every rep. And so, uh, but the kids just really play hard. They get after it, and these this is some of our success. Uh, it's it's on to the next one, Coach. As as this week, uh, you guys uh, get a, get get Bartlett this week, and and I'm I'm com- You don't have to to comment on this. I'm comfortable saying they're better than their record indicates. I think this is a team that's that's, that's better than their two and three record would indicate. Um, I don't want to ask you to give away your game plan, but when you take a look at what you're up against uh, next week, what do you see uh, when you look across the field and see the Bulldogs? Uh, yes, we see a, a team that is well coached, a team that would get after you, that would play hard. Uh, I think uh, the head coach and I worked together one year at Marlin. Mm-hmm. He was my offense coordinator. Uh, and so, uh, but just looking at the ball at Bulldogs, we know that uh, we don't take anyone lightly, that they have a team that can beat you. We just know that on any given Friday that you can lose a ball game if you don't prepare yourself. Uh they're a well-coached team. We know that that ball is going to get after us. Uh, and, and finally, coach, you know that it's just the next. You know, this past week, your your win over uh, over Bremont is impressive, but it just starts what is a, a very difficult district journey. Uh, you guys beat Bremont, but then in a couple of weeks, you're going to have to take on Granger, who's state ranked, uh, and then you're going to you know at the end of the year, you guys have probably the surprise of the district in Milano, who's who's off to an unbeaten start. Um, I have to imagine that you look at this district and you think, 
Wait a second. Since when did this turn into the SEC? How do you guys – this this has to be one of the toughest districts in the state, right? Yes, sir. Uh, the road we, – we know the road is going to – it's tough. Uh, like you said, that going up against a, a, a team like Brimo, which was ranked in the state as well, Granger going to come in, and uh, Granger got a very good ball club. Milano is undefeated. You know, you looked at, you looked around. You say it's three ranked teams in this one district, and so, and we know Iola also going to play hard. And so, this is a tough district. And then our region, we're burning and setting their rank number two in the region. We know that our road ahead is tough. But we, what we're going to do is just, we're not going to underestimate no one. Like I say, our motto right now is take, try to win one rep at a time. And so that's what we're going to continue to do. We're going to concentrate on getting better as a team and getting better to be the Chilton Pirates. And and hopefully, you know, each ball game there, at the end of the game, there, you know, we're on the, on the W side of it. He's Benny Hewitt. He's the head coach of the unbeaten Chilton Pirates. Coach, we sure appreciate your time. Congratulations again on the big win on Friday night, and best of luck this week against Bartlett. Thanks for having me. There he goes. Benny Hewitt, head coach of the Chilton Pirates, joining us here Texas football today. We had to scramble some things. I think he got pulled into a meeting um, and stuff you know, when the time we were calling, so we appreciate everybody kind of hanging with us. But uh, Chilton's team to keep an eye on, and, and you know, he mentioned it. That region's tough. Um, you know, you've got a team uh, like Burton that's, that's presently, you know, staring. But I'll be honest, you know, their district is, is very clearly, in my opinion, the power nexus. Yeah. Bremont, so Chilton, Milano, and, and, and Granger. If you can make it through that, you've got an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, yeah. I mean, basically, you know, Burton, Sabinall is off to a 7-0 start. This team to keep an eye on. But I like this I like this Chilton team. The way that, they, the way that they're able to run the ball and establish the run. And furthermore, the the defense. He's the defensive coordinator guy. He's defensive guy. And to really kind of make Bremond one-dimensional last week Mm -hmm. was impressive. Well, and especially because I feel like people will look and say, oh, well, Braylon Wortham is a – he's a sophomore, you know, like uh, he's a big – no, like – he has been just running over fools yeah. all all year long, and to go out there and stop him like that, it was very impressive. So we appreciate Coach Benny Hewitt hopping on with us. All right, pickle. What am I? S- we got one. We got to do this, right? Ready? Hold on, let me make sure I get my read. See, I got thrown off. See, so. everyone's just having a great time except me because I'm trying to. <laughs> Someone was already season. ready. Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the leading publication for all things football in the state of Texas, and the Tax Act Texas Bowl are proud to recognize the most outstanding high school football player in the state each week with the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award. Each week, the Dave Campbell's Texas Football staff nominates ten candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. We then leave it up to you to vote at texasfootball.com voting closes each Friday at noon with the winner being announced shortly thereafter your week 7 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week nominees Katie Cinco Ranch quarterback Gavin Rutherford threw for 448 yards and 4 touchdowns ran for another 59 yards and a score for Cinco Tyler Chapel Hill wide receiver Deuce McGregor had 7 catches 252 yards and 4 touchdowns receiving he also added a touchdown on the ground Port Arthur Memorial wide receiver Caleb Goody, five catches, 121 yards, two touchdowns receiving, and he returned two kickoffs for touchdowns as well. I would say that Caleb Goody was pretty impressive. 
Wink quarterback and linebacker Cannon Gibson, 285 yards and five touchdowns passing, 147 yards, two touchdowns rushing, and seven tackles. Your boos only encourage me. El Paso Chapin linebacker Nick Purnell had 15 tackles, two sacks, and he returned an interception for a touchdown. Mansfield Lake Ridge quarterback Kenan Miller threw for 544 yards and five touchdowns passing, and he also ran for a touchdown. We mentioned this in Monday morning fallout, but Rochelle wide receiver Sean Estes went nuts. 23 catches, 334 yards, and nine touchdowns receiving. All three of those numbers, the catches, the yards, and the receiving, all six-man state records. Kilgore running back Isaiah Ross ran for 343 yards and three touchdowns on the ground. He also had three tackles and recovered a fumble. Sonora athlete uh, Jaime Boutron had 194 yards and a touchdown passing, 176 yards, four touchdowns rushing, 10 tackles, an interception, and he averaged 46 yards per punt. And finally, Wolforth Friendship quarterback Hudson Hutchison went 24 of 28 for 463 yards and six touchdowns passing. He also ran for 59 yards and a score. So those are your Week 7 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week nominees. Vote early, vote often, vote now at TexasFootball.com. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Um, this technically doesn't have anything to do with Texas right now, but it does have something to do with a former Texas coach, and Matt Rule has officially been let go from the Panthers. Yeah, it's That's tough, official now. It's a tough morning for Uncle Dave. Yeah. You know, I need to text him. Yep. Let's see how he's doing. Were your Twitter minchies all in flames the other day? I, got I saw a Tepper was trending. I got a couple. So if you don't know, the owner of the Carolina Panthers is named David Tepper. Um, I do not know David Tepper. Like, he's not a family member. Uh, we've never met. Love to meet him because uh, he <laughs> owns an NFL team. Uh, but, yeah, I don't uh, I don't know, unfortunately, him. But uh, but Tepper was trending. And so whenever that happens, I always catch some strays. Yep. I always catch some ones. It's like, oh, like, if his name's Tepper, it's got to be at Tepper. At Tepper, if you don't fire Matt Rule today, then you are, I am going to burn my jersey. <laughs> yeah, and then you say, sir, this is a Wendy's. I'll t- usually my response is something like, I will never fire Matt Rule. <laughs> and I won't. And it's then you get tweeted fa- pictures of burning jerseys. It's, fact- it's factually accurate. It's I ain't firing Matt, Matt Rule. Rule. <laughs> I ain't firing Matt Rule. I ain't changing the ticket prices. I ain't doing anything. Um, it was not my idea to sign Baker Mayfield, trade for, sign, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. The other one, I guess, is uh, y'all should all be happy because it will not be Tep and Step featuring Ashley Pickle this week. Oh, yes. Matt Step is back from Jamaica, so I hope you enjoyed your... Did you see my Pepsi thing that I tweeted? Feeling hot, hot, hot. hot. <laughs> I didn't, no. I said, uh, when you put out the Tep and Step episode, I said... Expecting Matt Step and getting me is like a waiter asking, um, is Pepsi okay? So I hope you enjoyed your Pepsi dorks. <laughs> You're back on code. I thought you did fine. I'm not Matt Step though. It's like the just the basis of that, like a factual statement. Yeah, you are not Matt Step. This no, is... I can tell the difference. I've been around you guys long enough to, that I notice a difference between you two. We um, look a lot alike. Um, he's from Everman and you are from Lano. That is a fundamental difference. <laughs> anyway, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. These Republic of Football people. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us at Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks again to Chilton head coach Benny Hewitt for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football. Today. Today. <laughs>